Well, the first uh, round of a Grand Slam tennis tournament is always pretty hectic and frantic, Paul, isn't it? There's games on everywhere, and in oh, the United this... States at the moment, uh, they're obviously playing as we speak, so we need an expert to navigate our way through the draw and the results to date, and we've got one on the line. Uh, Leo Schlink, how are you, Leo? I'm well, thanks, Andrew. How are you? Yeah, very well, thanks. Uh, what's caught your eye this morning? Oh, a couple of big upsets, um, and you, you talked about it before with Simona Halep um, going out, and a couple of big retirements as well with um, Stan Varenka, uh, unfortunately having to um, withdraw from his match. Um, it was only a couple of sets in, and um, so I'm not quite sure what the issue with Stan is, but um, as far as defeats, um, Simona Halep um, losing to uh, Daria Snigger from uh, the Ukraine um, just revised memories of last year when a certain Emma Raducanu made it all the way through to qualifying to win. Not saying uh, that Lightning is going to uh, strike twice, but gee, that's a big win. And then Harriet Dart uh, from Great Britain coming out and knocking over um, Daria Kasatkina. Um, so a couple of big players on the women's side have gone already. Leo, um, just following that Stan Marinka, uh, as you said, he's retired there. He's hinted that this could be it. That may be it for him. It could be an announcement coming shortly that he's giving it away. He's had such a big, big struggle, and um, it was unclear uh, just watching it what the issue was today. He had treatment a couple of times um, for um, hand issues, but we know he's had uh, knee problems for a long, long time. He's had all kinds of problems, really, but um, at 36, 37, what does this mean for him? Um, if, if it is the end, we're, we're looking at the end of a fantastic career, unfortunately one that's been blighted by injury, but hell of a player at his peak, and... Um, when you consider how good Novak Djokovic is um, and how pure the, uh, the competition on clay is, I have vivid memories of Stan at his peak just bulldozing uh, Novak Djokovic on French Open clay, just pushing him back from the baseline. And um, when he was flying, he was among the best and um, he's won three majors. And if that's the last, we should be very grateful that we've seen him. And perhaps a uh, hair underrated, actually, Leo. I mean, we've got the big three, obviously, but Andy Murray was always uh, talked about also as being there or thereabouts, notwithstanding uh, the numbers don't quite stack up that way. But, uh, well, Rinkin not talked about in the same breath, but as you say, uh, he's had some stunning victories and a fair old record. He has, and, um, you know, everyone, when he when he won the Australian Open uh, and for the breakthrough, everyone said, oh, well, he's had, you know, a really... Lucky draw. There were players who withdrew. He had walkovers, etc. He played injured players, um, but you know he he was capable of beating the best on their best, and um, he he did that. And he he won a French Open. He won a U.S. Open. Also, um, hell of a player. And um, you know, if there's one criticism of him, he probably didn't do it at Wimbledon. But you could say that about a lot of players. But gee, he was fantastic at, at his at his best. And his backhand that was his mm. signature shot. But um, just powerful and uh, someone who made the best of what he had and mercurial player and you know if, if not for a certain Roger Federer he would have been clearly uh, Fed, um, Switzerland's best ever singles tennis player that's how good he is. Now Tanasi Kokonakis and Nick Kyrgios will be in action later this morning against one another Jordan Thompson is yet to take to the court two Aussies on the men's side that have been there John Millman out in five sets against Emiliano Nava, but it was better news for... I've just lost my screen. Demon. The yeah, Demon, Alex yeah, Alex Demon are yeah. going through in straight sets, Leo. Yeah, so a great win for the Demon um, against Filip Kronovic from uh, Serbia. 
uh, a straight sets for him. And uh, this this tournament's been good for for Alex Demonor of recent years. He's been a quarter finalist there, um, 2020. Um, so great win for him. It, it compensates um, or tilts the balance back. Um, I guess for the departure of Johnny Millman, John 33 now, uh, losing to Emilio Nava, as you said. He's a wild card from the US. Um, very talented young player. He's been uh, a prominent in junior Grand Slams. He's been a finalist there uh, twice. And so to lose 6-1 in the fifth is a heartbreak for a bloke who beat Roger Federer there not that long ago. Um, and you just wonder where this leaves Johnny. He's had a difficult year. Um, fantastic player, fantastic competitor. Um, he's made a few hints over the past year about when it might be that he hangs it up. Um, I hope this is not the last time. I'd love to see John come back, regroup, and uh, go down and play the Australian Open. Leo, just on the uh, Kyrgios uh, Koganakis match, I mean, I think it's at, uh, in the night over there, and they can sometimes uh, get uh, pretty wild, some of the crowds at night <laughs> in New York. From what I see, you would have been there. From what looking on the yeah. TV, it looks crazy. I wonder if playing against a mate will temper Kyrgios's behaviour a little bit at all. I reckon it go one or two ways. Um, he might put, try and put on even more of a show, and he's hinted at, at that. That you know, he, he said once, once a draw came out, it was something along the lines of, come on, brother, let's put on a show. Um, <laughs> so if he's got that mindset, there's going to be all kinds of tweeners and um, who knows what. But he, he might, once he gets out there, it might be a bit like Wimbledon where he, um, uh, latter rounds at least, and the later rounds, he controlled himself. But with Tanasi being out there, that might be just enough to trigger him a bit um yeah so who knows what's going to happen it's been a long time since they've played one another in singles at um 2014 um so nick's got the edge and they've only played twice he's won both those matches but this is going to be a fantastic contrast in styles because um the interesting thing from tanasi's point of view is he knows where all the triggers are and it'll be yeah, interesting good to point. see if he goes for them and uh tries to exploit them but yeah, that's going to be a big, big match, of course, following on behind um, Serena Williams and uh, Kovinic. And, um, so that'll, that'll be getting on uh, a little bit later this morning, uh, our time. But, um, yeah, that's going to be a fascinating match. Leo, this time when we spoke last week, we thought that Novak Djokovic would not be allowed to play in the US Open. He was still in the market with Tab at $2.50. Daniel Medvedev was, I think, was around about the three sixty, three seventy quote. Obviously, Medvedev now is well and truly the favourite. Uh, we don't have a market up because we've got round one action happening as we speak. But who is the, the biggest threat, do you think, to Medvedev for the US Open? Um, I, I reckon this, that you look at the, the potential. There's, there's five different players, including Medvedev, who can leave the tournament with the world number one ranking, and they are all the obvious ones. Um, Tsitsipas, uh, Carlos Alcaraz, Rafferty himself, and, and Carsten Rudy, who... Um, was was in the midst of a really good performance today, but Medvedev also won easily today. Uh, but I, I think those other three, uh, sorry, other four players, Sissipas, Alcaraz, Rafa, and Rude are the players. But the US Open this year, just to me, we've already seen a couple of upsets today, um, and we've seen a guy like Andy Murray push through and create some some ripples early with his win of an upset of a seed. But I, I just think that this this is the one. If if Rafa doesn't stand up. Um, and there's a you know there's a chink in Medvedev's armor, which is a big if the way that he loves this U.S. Open surface. This could be this could be Alcaraz. Um, so it, a, a lots to play out, obviously. But um, yeah, with without Djokovic being there, um, this really opens the door. And but you're looking at Dominic teams back there for the first time since he won it. Rafa's back there for the first time since he won it in 2019. And you have got Medvedev going back. So there are a lot of def you know quote unquote defending champions, but 
uh, for me, it's Alcaraz is the guy that uh, everyone's got their their eyes on. Well, we actually do have the market up for for the men's singles. Medvedev three dollars, Rafael Nadal four fifty, your man Carlos Alcaraz at five fifty, Nick's Kyrgios at nine. So they're the, the players in single figures. Then we have Stefano Tsitsipas thirteen, Yannick Sinner at fifteen. So Medvedev still the three dollar favourite. I thought he might have been a little bit shorter because he was round about or just a little bit over that quote before before Novak Djokovic came out. don't know what it is about Medvedev. He's got a, a sort of un, unusual relationship with the US Open. I'm not sure if that filters through into the markets, but um, it, it just seems to be uh, one of those things with him. But, yeah, look, he, he's, he's got a hell of a record at the US Open. And, um, yeah, that, that's good value for Medvedev at this stage. And, and given the way he played in his opening round match, that was as, as comfortable as you'd want to see from a guy who's right there in the markets. And on the women's side of things, Leo, I expect while Serena Williams remains in the tournament, she will be the only news. But uh, if and when <laughs> she leaves the tournament, we've already had Iga Schwantek uh, echoing um, Ash Barty coach's thoughts about she wasn't happy with the way the light balls are over there in the US Open. So perhaps she goes in there not in the best frame of mind. It's pretty open on the women's side as well. It is. It is. And... Um when you look at you know players like Harriet Dart having a big win and, and Signor um, knocking over um, Simona Halep, you, you see that uh, the, the conditions are different. And, and I'm not sure if it becomes a mental thing. And yeah, a lot of the players have come out and like Caroline Garcia um, had a good win, but has also been critical of the balls. And that's the only Grand Slam in the world uh, where the, the balls are different for the men and the women. Mm. They have lighter balls. They tend to fly more. Um, um, you think the players are that good, they can make these adjustments, but I guess in those really critical moments uh, that, that slightest things make the biggest difference. And if that's in the, the leading players' minds and they don't like these balls, that can become contagious. So, um, again, it's going to be really interesting to see how Suontek uh, adjusts, but you've got you know players like uh, Bedosa, um, Maria Sakari had a good win today, um, Contave, who potentially could play Serena Williams mm. in the second round as a second seed. So um, there's a lot... Uh, of, of opportunities there. So you're right. Serena is the big, big story. She has to get through a match tonight. As far as the market is concerned, Schwantek, geez, I'll tell you what, it's open. Schwantek, the favourite at $5. Then we're down to $13 huh. for Onzio well. Bear, Corey Goff, Caroline Garcia. Jared Daffy did say earlier this morning, though, Leo, that there had been a stack of money for Simona Halep. Then we have Arinya Sabalinka at 19 Naomi Osaka. And Eleanor Rybakina at 21, Emiratu Kanu at 26, and Naria Sakari there at 26 as well. So Serena Williams all the way down at $34. But you know, very open there. $5 Schwantek, then it's down to 13 the rest. Yeah, it's amazing. And, and when you think the um, defending champion, uh, Rada Kardinu, um, she had some problems during practice a couple of days ago. She's had a couple of big wins, um, you know, um, beat Serena uh, with a love set, and she took a love set off Azarenka as well. Um, how does she come back and defend um, Leila Fernandez, who made the final last year? No one's talking about. Uh, but this this side um, of the tournament, the women's singles, uh, for me, is really fascinating because there's so much opportunity there, and there is no clear standout apart from Igis Wontek, and she's got in her head about the conditions. So, um, yeah, this is... Um, it's anyone's to take, really, on the women's side, and we've seen that already with um, two big seeds going with Simona Halep and Daria Kasatkina. I tell you what, if uh, Radakanu had a couple of setbacks at practice, her coach would be getting a bit nervous. Um, <laughs> he could be gone. 
if if things don't go well. I see Isla Tomlanovic uh, is down in that Condovase Arena Williams part of the draw as well. So who knows? She may pay one of the big names. Yeah, well, she's got uh, Carolina uh, Mukova um, and everyone remembers her from the 2021 Australian Open uh, with the toilet break that um, uh, helped her in a big way against Ash Barty. um, And she won that match in an upset, but she's now slipped down to uh, outside the top 200. So a a big opportunity for Isla there. But um, um, yeah, the Australian players, they've got their opportunities here. And um, Daria um, Savile, she's in... Has, don't want to jinx her, but she's been in really good form as well. So um, let's hope that someone can stand up because this this tournament increasingly has become the tournament of opportunity. Well, Arla Tomlanovic has taken the first set against Mukova 6-3, the uh, second set about to start now. And Daria Seville took the first set against Eleanor Ruse 6-3, but at the moment Ruse is serving at 5-2. And, uh, well, she's down love 30, so hopefully... Daria can stay in this and win in two rather than go to three, Leo. Absolutely. And she's had a couple of big weeks. She made the final of Granby um, last week. So let's hope that she can just buckle down now because, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's proving the case already. Um, US Open, that the qualifiers, they're, they're not to be um, taken easily anywhere. But um, we've had, you know, reasonable results so far for Australia. Would have been great for Johnny to get across the line. But... Um, We've got some. Uh, we've got several other players coming up. Jordan Thompson's against um, Lorenzo Sinego, uh later on today, so there's a good opportunity for him as well. But um, yeah, it'd be good if uh, Dari could could uh, get out of this in, in straight sets. Now, the third of these big bike or cycling events, uh, yeah, the Welter Aspana, is underway at the moment. We've had some Aussie success there, Leo. Yeah, it's been fantastic to watch um, Jay Vine. Um, it's just a great story. Um, around persistence about someone who uh, was living his dream and um, inspired to go after it and and got into pro cycling a a different route. Um, He won uh, a contract by winning um, an electronic competition, really, um, Swift, and um, he's the sports world champion on bikes. So he's taken it from the virtual world into the real world and won two stages, two really tough stages of the Tour of Spain. And... um, He's um, he's was basically uh, came into the races uh, maybe a, a support rider, but he took his opportunities and he's sitting 30th overall. So we've got Jai Hindley sitting in ninth spot. We've got Bernard Connor uh, sitting in 13th spot. Um, they're um, I guess with uh, with Jai, he's, he's five minutes 36 behind um, uh, Remco uh, Evenepoel. So he's he's in contention, albeit uh, it looks at this stage as though. Um, Evan Apollo has, has got a stranglehold on the race going into stage 10, which is a, a time trial where it's widely expected that he, he'll widen the gap again. Can you just go through that again, how he actually got a spot on the tour? Well, he um, he was... I think he was working as a public servant and uh, he, oh, he yeah, went into spare different time. races. Yeah, and so he was obviously um, huge into his fitness. His um, partner uh, is a cycling journalist and they're now living um, overseas, but he got into a competition um it's called Zwift and it's um virtual racing and he he won it and it was like out of those um competitions i guess the big bike scouts can check on things like uh rider wattage and things like that power to weight ratios and all this kind of stuff because um, there are some serious riders who turn up in these virtual races like you can be sitting in your garage um on a bike um hooked up to your computer and you can be racing against someone on the other side of the world. Um, and that's just how it is. And 
he was able to feature in those things and um, obviously he was doing it legitimately. There was, there was no tinkering or anything like that and he eventually got contracts and um, I think he rode just in some regional racing and eventually found himself in Europe and he's got a, a, a contract. It's, it's almost surreal how it's worked out. I mean, yeah. in the old days, it would have been a, a telegram. Oh, this guy can, can ride all right, give him a chance. But there it was in black and white electronically. Got a contract and um, he, uh, he, he turned up and he rode some, some good races in the lesser races in Europe. And then he's, he's got a chance here. Um, I think this is his second Grand Tour. And he's won two stages. And the first one was in the mist and the rain. You could barely see him. And everyone thought, oh, well, the conditions were so atrocious, that might have been a factor. The second one, it was a brilliant clear day. Everyone could see how, how very, very good Jay Vine is. And um, all credit to him. And um, he joked afterwards um, in relation to the support that he got from his partner that he might have to go out and buy a Corvette now. So um, he's, oh. he's really hit pay dirt big yeah. time. He's, he's a rider now that um, this is going to have big bonuses for his contract. And it's a, it's a really good feel-good story. He should get one of those simulators. We could see him get a, an F1 drive in a season mm. or two if this is his go, Leo. Absolutely. Well, it's, it's pretty much like that when you, you, you're sitting there on your, your stationary bike um, or your bike plugged in and uh, there are all kinds of fantastic trainers now and um, on a computer and you, you join a race and um, that's how he stood out and that's how he's got this contract and he's taken those virtual skills to the, the real world of, of European racing, the toughest there is, and, and totally starred in this, um, this Velta Espana. Unbelievable. Leo, always a pleasure. We'll catch up again soon. We've got a lot of tennis to get through. Thanks, Leo. No worries. Cheers, guys.